0: Hello there. Dr. Bill Crawford here, psychologist, speaker, author of eight books, host of two PBS specials. Here again to bring you another tip on how to help you create the life you want. Specifically, how to use my life from the top of the mind philosophy to bring more clarity, confidence, creativity into everything you do. Today I want to talk to parents, leaders, people who give advice to others, people who are responsible for other people's success and therefore want to help by giving advice. And especially parents, and especially parents of teenagers. Because have you noticed that when you try to give advice to your child, especially if your child is a teenager, they rarely say, thank you for sharing, what a wonderful idea, I never thought of that. (laughs) So why is that? We know that the advice we're giving is, is, is meant to be helpful. We hope that it is helpful. And yet it's not perceived that way. And I think one of the things we need to understand as parents and as leaders who would give advice to people in general is that sometimes our advice comes off as some sort of indication that we don't have confidence that these people know this. That can sound a little insulting. It can sound a little dismissive. And that's a problem, especially when you're talking to a teenager. Because the job of a teenager, frankly, is to figure out who they are by first being not us. <laughs> They've been us, kind of so close to us for so long, this, this time in their life is really about how kind of they detach from us, kind of connect with their friends so that they can emerge as a young adult, kind of having confidence in their own judgment and who they are. So that's why if we say the sky is blue, they may say, no, it's Azure. So it's like everything we say is wrong. Many parents have a tendency to take that as disrespectful and loving and they feel hurt by it and they get angry and now here we go. Now we've kind of complicated the situation because not only is our advice not being heard, but the way we're reacting to their reaction makes the situation worse. So what I like to do when I'm giving advice to parents and I have written this book called How to Get Kids to Do What You Want. My kids hate the title, but it's really about how to uh, create a a kind of a win-win relationship with your kid. And I think in many ways, we kind of all want the same thing. We want our kids to grow up to be confident and good decision makers and be able to trust their own judgment and, you know, be able to be someone that they can be proud of. That's what we want. And frankly, that's what they want as well. But the problem is during these years of them kind of no longer being a child, no longer totally being an adult, it becomes problematic. And there is often a lot of conflict that happens between that. If that is the case in your family, if you find yourself having a history of conflict with one of your kids, the first thing I encourage parents to do is what I call reset the relationship. I encourage you to go to your child and say, hey, would it be fair to say that if I started treating you less like a child and more like an adult, that would help our relationship? I think most kids, especially teenagers, would say absolutely damn straight because most teenagers want to be treated like an adult. Now I know some parents say, well, I'll treat you like an adult when you start acting like one. Yeah, there we go again. That gets into that power struggle. What we want to do is actually teach them to make and keep adult agreements. That's what's going to have them be successful as an adult. Plus, we need to understand the neuroscience behind this. Number one, the part of their brain that interprets our advice as some sort of uh, indication that we don't trust them or we don't have confidence in them or we don't think they know that, frankly, is the limbic system brainstem. Because this middle part of the brain, for those of you who follow my life from the top of the mind philosophy, this middle part of the brain is always scanning the environment, searching for anything negative. And it has a tendency to interpret almost anything negative as dangerous and throws us into the part of the brain, the brainstem, that's designed to deal with dangerous situations, fight or flight. Unfortunately, when our teenager goes into that part of the brain and then we go into that part of the brain, we're just basically banging brain stems. We're not communicating anymore. They're certainly not hearing anything we have to say is valuable, and it's really damaging the relationship. So what I think we need to do is make sure we're engaging them in a way that connects with the best of them. Who are they when they are at their best? What do they do that w- really, really well? What do they, who are they when they're doing something they love? Because that's the part of them that we can connect with and create a relationship with. So not only do they hear maybe our advice is more helpful, but we create the kind of relationship that creates an adult-to-adult relationship in the future where we are connected in ways that are no longer about parent-child, kind of one up, one down, but a more egalitarian experience. Now, of course, while they're kids, while they're teenagers, we can't do this egalitarian experience because we are responsible for them. We can, however, engage them in a way where they feel trusted, they feel valued, they feel we do have confidence in them. Now, another neuroscience thing we need to understand is that their upper 80% of the brain, these executive functions, frontal lobes, won't be fully developed until around age 25. That's why teenagers, including us, if you remember what it was like being a teenager, do certain things that just seem to not make sense. It's kind of impulsive. That impulse uh, uh, part of the brain and the the way to control that is not fully developed yet. Doesn't mean they can't make good decisions. It just means it's harder for them. So one of the things we can do as parents is engage them in a way where they connect with that clear, confident, creative, caring part of who they are because that's the part of them that will make better decisions. So once we reset the relationship and say, hey, you know, would it make sense if in the future I treated you less like a child, more like an adult, and they said yes, we can go on to talk about what it's like to make adult-to-adult agreements. Adult-to-adult agreements is where we both kind of come to a place where it really works for both of us, there's something in it for both of us, and we're willing to compromise in some areas, and um, that allows us to make these agreements. When we keep our agreements, there's positive consequences. When we break our agreements, there's negative consequences. That's also a wonderful thing for them to learn in terms of how to be an adult. When we are engaging them in a way, however, that helps them get what they want in a sense, helps them become that adult. Then they, number one, feel more respected by us. They listen to us more. And again, we create a loving relationship with someone we love. I think we kind of forget sometime that we love these people more than life itself. I'm not sure they hear that enough. So what I think we want to do as parents is be as influential as possible by engaging the part of them that can actually hear our suggestions, our advice as valuable. So we always gotta ask the question whenever we're talking to someone, how can I frame whatever it is I wanna say in a way that they will hear as valuable? You know, when I do my parenting conferences, because I wrote this book, How to Get Kids to Do What You Want, I will ask my parents, hey, would it be fair to say that anytime we're interacting with our kids, we're teaching them something? And parents go, well, absolutely. And I say then, would it be also fair to say that we're not raising kids? We're not raising kids any more than a chicken farmer's raising chicks or a cattle farmer's raising calves. We're raising people, we're raising adults. So if anytime we're interacting with our kids, we're teaching some th- something and we're raising adults, the question we got to ask ourselves as parents, whenever we're interacting with our kids is, what's the quality or characteristic I want to, want to teach them that I want them to have when they become an adult? So I ask my parents, what are the qualities and characteristics you want your kids to have when they become an adult? They said confidence and kindness and responsibility and being respectful and, and employed and a whole wonderful stuff. Clear, confident, creative, all the great stuff that we want. However, I've done this workshop like, oh gosh, 500 times around the world. And I ask this question every time of my parents What are the qualities and characteristics you want your child to have when they become an adult? Not one parent has ever said the word obedient. Frankly, it's the difference between raising dogs and kids. We teach our young dog to be an obedient dog because we want it to grow up and be an obedient adult dog. That's a quality or characteristic we want that dog to have when it becomes an adult. We don't want our kids just growing up and doing anything anybody tells them. If somebody tells them to do something that's against their morals, against their values, we want them to have the confidence to say, I'm sorry, that's not who I am. So here's the thing. We can't teach respect by being disrespectful. We can't teach cooperation by being uncooperative. We can't instill confidence in them if they hear us tell them or engage them in a way where they feel we don't know. We feel, they feel we don't think they know what we're talking about or that we don't have confidence in their own judgment. Now, I know it's hard sometimes because, some, you know, as teenagers, we make decisions that always aren't the best. However, to try to make them stop making those bad decisions is not going to work because they hear that as, as disrespectful. They hear it as in some ways we don't love them, we don't care about them, we don't have confidence in them. So much better to engage the part of them that does make good decisions and actually have them come to us and ask us for our advice and our opinions. That's what a loving, respectful relationship can be with your kid. And then it kind of transitions to a loving, respectful relationship of them as adults. I hope this is valuable. I love bringing these videos to you. By the way, if you would like me to come to your school, your church, work with your parenting organizations about kind of how to get kids to do what you want, how to engage them in a way where they hear your advice is valuable, all you got to do is go to my website, BillCrawfordPhD.com. Or just google bill crawford phd i'll come up on the first page hit the uh, contact button let me know what you're interested in you can also subscribe to me on youtube and facebook and pinterest and linkedin and itunes and twitter any of the social media i post these every week also if you would like to receive one of my favorite quotes each week where i kind of talk about one of my favorite quotes and two or three paragraphs about how to apply that to life got about a 6,000-person mailing list that I send this out to. Just go to the website, BillCrawfordPhD.com. Hit the contact button, not the contact button, the subscribe button. Put your name and address down there. It's free. I'll send one to you each week. So again, here is to you, bringing more clarity, confidence, creativity to everything you do. And I look forward to seeing you in the next video.